Welcome to the Self-Esteem Party Podcast. I'm your host, Alana Johnson, and with me as always with the sun shining down upon him is producer slash husband slash roommate, Norm Sousa. Norm, how you doing on this bright, sunny morning? There's a window behind me if the listeners can't, uh, didn't pick that up on the intro. <laughs> Uh, because I didn't mention it. Yeah, I'm well. I'm doing pretty good. I'm sitting in front of a window. Um, you just got a text message. I'll check it after. Okay, who was it? It's Beth Stelling. Oh, okay. Break wow. much? Wow. Breaking news. <laughs> Breaking news. We might be meeting up to work on the show with Mo. Great. As we know, Beth is directing the Johnson and Welch tour. I love Beth. Yeah, me too. We got an upcoming show on Wednesday, mm-hmm. and when this comes out, it'll be tomorrow night. Right. Illusion, 7 p.m. Come check it out if you're in uh, L.A. We were talking about Beth last night about how her main thing is that she's just like so cool, comfortable, and in control. Oh, my God. that You know what is so interesting? What? That is pretty much the theme of today's podcast with today's guest. Really? Let's get to that in a second, though. Norm, how you doing scale of 1 to 10? You know, we, we really had a, uh, a rough. I've been feeling rough. Yeah. It's yeah. it's a no good situation. No, it's not good. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really like dragging my heel. My like I have too many. It's been too difficult. I have been out of my routine. I have not been exercising. I've been basically eating like shit and drinking too much, and like my leg hurts. You know, yeah, my, you have a phantom pain even though you have the leg. Yeah, and then like my from putting putting furniture together, my arm is like killing, and it's like not getting better it's probably because i'm eating like shit and like just partying way too much well and when you stay up late it's like then your body's not really recuperating yeah yeah Um, so what what's the number you're gonna attack on there what's the what the number like one to ten oh pretty bad oh no yeah less than five yeah 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 more than one uh yeah i'll take it that must be a point for me i actually think it's a three Okay, I've been clocking in at a four, so I guess you could say I'm doing really good. Yeah, <laughs> compared to, yeah. But hey, truth is, is there's a window behind me, so I should be feeling great. And I'm looking out of it waiting for FedEx. Um, no, it's it's fine. It's just, I, I realized this morning that I need to act now before, while I still have the structure of a normal person <laughs> that existing in me. Yeah. And uh, if this is the tipping point, so uh, hopefully... I get my act together, and I will. It's just fine. Here's it's been so stressful. It's been it's so, so stressful. And, and but here's the thing: we've made a bit of a game plan. Yeah, we did. So I have more faith we can make a turnaround because yeah. we came up with a practical, um, almost one week trial solution to see if it can snap us back into a routine. Mm-hmm. So everybody, stay tuned for the update on that as the weeks unfold, and we'll let you know if we snapped back. Hashtag snap back well one of the main things is we went to uh, our friend ingrid haas and devin's like um they had like an afternoon baby shower very celebration s- very small very, very small like not a lot of people there i had to invite myself by offering to provide some services that's right at the party it was a very t- but everybody was like cool and good looking and you know oh my god everyone was like, so thin everyone yeah. was so beautiful everyone had amazing outfits on hats yeah and i'm like i just put holes in a potato sack and I can't, rolled my way over there i can't get anything over my head let alone of floppy hat yeah like we, we i didn't even take the car i just laid inside of an empty tire and rolled over to their house <laughs> and everyone went where's norm yeah. right thought you were the tire gotcha. that's right <laughs> yeah norm i think we have what it takes we are finally a little more settled yeah, it's yeah. the time now is the time mm-hmm. i think we can do it and i know we've talked about this before but like i said we actually have a plan that's true and maybe maybe the race to 20 comes back. I think, I think we have no other choice. I think it has to be like the race to 50. 30 which is, or 40, yeah. Which I mean, is um, a weight loss race Norm and I participated in. We both made a couple strides and then we gave up. Because I think, too much came up. I think we both got to like 18 or 19 pounds and we're like, eh, this will be fine. 
We just left it alone. Exactly. So we're back on. This is now the race to 50. I am going to lose. (laughs) I am going to lose a dramatic amount. I'm going to lose half my body. And let's see how this pans out. I think I'm going to look good. You know, I want to start with some small, achievable goals. That's why I need to lose 50 pounds in a week. (laughs) If you guys think I can do it, please tweet at selfesteemparty, hashtag... Do it. Yeah. Um, hollow tire roll around. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a hashtag. Yeah, but it's like I can't go to a party and there's a bunch of beautiful people there and I'm like, look at these fucking scumbags. Oh my God, I know I'm supposed to be beautiful. <laughs> I'm the, yeah, yeah, I know I'm supposed to be beautiful. I know I'm supposed to be the toast of the town. I'm too, I'm too f- Where am I in all this? I'm too funny to be a ghoul. Oh my God, we're so funny. You know what I mean? And it's like, we need... Just on the podcast, stroking our own ego We for need the visual 15. respect we deserve. We are not stroking our egos, Norm. We're saying what we could be, but we are 100% not. You're right, you're right. If anything, we are down in the dumps, and we could use your encouragement. Please, we'll be raising funds from now through to midnight. Listen, some weeks are we're down in the dumps. What, what do you want from me? What do you guys want from me? Leave me alone. I'm giving you the podcast. Step off my nuts. Quit tweeting at me. <laughs> <laughs> After you asked them to tweet Numerous times already. Uh, I say we get to it, yeah? Yeah, might as well. So like I said, uh, with my guest this week, it's a conversation about really cool. just owning it. Staying cool, owning yourself, and getting right to That's it. That's what we need to do. That's what we need. So please help me welcome Chris Siddiqui right after this break. It's a self-esteem party. It's a self-esteem party. Chris, welcome to the self-esteem party. That was pretty on to me. (laughs) I'm on to you, and that's the bottom line, okay? You're right. Because I'm off, so you can be on to me. You're off. I'm on. Chris, welcome to the self-esteem party podcast, which you are unofficially on now for the second time, unofficially. Oh, okay. Because the first time was... In the video, the live feed on YouTube, The Truth or Truth. I was part of a trio. Yes. So technically it didn't count as its own episode. It was like part of more of a show. Right. So this is your first time, but your second time communicating with me in this form. Oh my God. I got to say, I am so excited that it's a longer, I don't have to share you with anybody else this time around. It's just unfiltered AJ. We'll we'll address that. You know, obviously there's some sharing issues. There's some personal growth issues <laughs> yes. we're dealing with here. Absolutely. I think we can both agree. Uh, well, thanks Chris, for we like anybody. to start. It's so great to see oh you. Oh my god, it is so good to see you. I was so excited that uh, you said me yes too. because the truth or truth game. For those of you that didn't get to see it, Sonar Network, the NAR, <laughs> um, did a really cool set of. Um, YouTube live videos with live podcasts um, that everyone was recording and, and then we later released as an episode. So it did get released and you were, it was you, Laura Silovitz and my sister. Yes. We played a game I made up called Truth or Truth where yeah. you just ask truth questions. You eliminate dare altogether. <laughs> <laughs> because it's a podcast. What do you yeah, want No me? need for it. Come on. No need, no need. No, no. Um, we played Truth or Truth. It was really fun, but we only got to do like 15 minute segments. So we didn't yeah. really get to talk about self-esteem. Like it wasn't a talk. It was a rapid fire questionnaire. That's right. Yeah. And that was fun. And you, you know? blew it out. Of, well, you blew us out of the water by how much you knew about the family. Oh, uh, well, you know what? I should admit, actually, those were also questions that I asked Allison as well. Oh, my God. So you did and a bit I doubled of research. Up because I did my research because our dear friend Mariana, I was like, look, we're... We're going to be grilling Allison about stuff. And I was like, what stuff that only she would know that would kind of blow her mind? And our dear friend Mariana gave us all these things about, you know, the instruments that grandma's plays and Mm -hmm. what's cousin's real job. And (laughs) so uh, it was so fun to uh, surprise then you again, who knew all the answers, but we're hearing your questions for the first time, right? Yes, it was amazing. It was so much fun. I had like the best time with you guys. I was so glad we got to do it. I think everybody had a lot of fun. And now we've got you on to have a bit more of an emotional take. Um, Just check in, see where you're at. So scale of one to 10 in terms of self-esteem, self-love, all that. Yeah. Where do you think you're at? Could be today, recent, whenever. You know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to bust right out the gates and say I'm like an eight or a nine. 
fantastic, huge bust out of the gate. Yeah. I haven't. And can I delve into why I gave it an eight or a nine? I was just about to say what gives. Bro, nice. Okay, so this is this is my <laughs> bro, nice. This is my this is my thoughts when we first went into the pandemic, to the mm-hmm. teen, and you know how like, <laughs> I mean, you know, we're comedians. We're we're always like, oh my god, where's my next gig gonna come from? And I relevant? I'm so old. Who cares about me? What do I have to say? Right. So and then uh, if this we're not is an out- inner monologue. Yeah. Right. And if we're not outperforming, yeah. and getting that confirmation from a crowd. We're going, oh my God, what I, got, I guess I got to make TikTok and I got to do that. And I got to. And once this hit and, and people were just like, yo, stay home and don't mm-hmm. do anything. And I had to sit in that like anxiety less kind of zone and go, wait a minute, I don't have to stress about work or profession or whatever because nothing's going on right now. No one's yeah. doing it, right? So then it became really reflective and introspective that I could go, wait a minute, maybe all that is. Does that, does that bullshit really matter? And I'm saying, I got a cool wife. I got a cool kid. So it was easy for me, right? A lot of people in my situation didn't have, or in, in our situation all over the mm-hmm. bloody world who don't have cool wives or cool kids or whatever. But I, I, that was my privilege that I got to relax into that and go, you know what? This is all right. This not stressing out thing, you know? When it comes, it comes, I guess. Well, it's so interesting because I know just from on the outside looking in at you and following you online and everything like that, it's so interesting because, yes, at the beginning of the teen, there was no um, projects happening. No. Filming, anything, right? Obviously, everything stopped. But you have still managed to find a way to work in a project we did together with my sister (laughs) and win awards. (laughs) if you'll remember you won a huge award in the middle of the pandemic um so it's really interesting because the second you stopped worrying things were still unfolding so all those things where you're like i'm not doing the show i don't have the validation it's like you take all that away and you're like wait it's because of the consistency i've shown over the years and the repertoire and reputation i've built that. that you know what i mean it it lives beyond me and i it'll like, I don't have to push that agenda. It's like, it's going to replenish itself. And it did. It has. Well, it's interesting too, because when I was young, I had this, like what I titled the the Ferris Bueller disease. Cause I thought like, man, when I get to high school, I'm going to be Ferris Bueller, man. And I thought this in elementary school. And I got to high school was not Ferris Bueller. But in high school, I was like, Cameron vibe. (laughs) Maybe more of a Cameron. Absolutely. Sitting at home, pretending to be sick. But then in high school, I was like, okay, when I get to university, I'm going to be mm-hmm. Ferris Bueller, man. I went to U of T Scarborough, so nowhere near, not even Cameron vibe. Oh, and, my God. I went to U of T Arendelle. Oh, <laughs> Other side. Oh, my this is God. University no of, this is University of Toronto, guys. University of Toronto. He went, you went to Scarborough where my parents went and met. Get out of here. Fell in love. My dad had a motorcycle. Of course, they fell in love. Oh. And then I went on the other side of town to the Arendelle campus where my sister went. Oh, my God, dude. Elena, how do I fall deeper in love with you? <laughs> because of the U of T connection. <laughs> This is, it was like, you've always loved me, but you were like, you know, but something's missing. Yeah, is yeah, she what smart? Is the <laughs> second, she have the, the tertiary you know, section of U of T, there it is. Yeah. Okay, we got her. Is she kind of uh, not really in the cool part and reputable part of the school? <laughs> yes, <laughs> we got her. Totally. Um, <laughs> okay, okay, so then you get to university. So I get to university. You're at Scarborough. Oh, We're nowhere Just near Cameron territory. Nowhere near. I was smoking so much weed and I was having... Having a bunch of a bunch of hot doing it sex with a lady I Same. met there, right there okay. you go, but with a dude, right? Um, and then we'll and then you know I got and then I became a comedian, and then it was like I you know I was paying for myself, and I was like I'm not gonna what am I gonna get a fucking masters in English? I don't know. Let me do comedy. Comedy seems a bit easier. Yeah. yeah. So. Wait, then what happened? Like, where, how did... Because I know how I, I started. I'll share my story yeah, in a second. Please, but please. like, how did you actually 
get into it because I'm so everybody did it in such a different way. I'm always so curious about people's like literal actual beginnings. Okay, you know what it was? I was in uh, uh, high school and we had a really good extracurricular program. So I did a lot of just like acting within the program and and all the outside Mm -hmm. plays and stuff like that. But you know who it was? I worked at Indigo with Andy King and Brooks Gray. And those guys were like (gasps) 25, 24. And they were like, hey, Siddiqui, we know you want to do comedy. We have this sketch troupe. We're going to play at the Tim Sims. We got a show at the Tim Sims. So we're going to play at the Tim oh, Sims. Oh, yeah. You join Huge us? name drop. Huge, Huge name, name drop. drop. <laughs> okay, guys. Okay. For those of you Listen who don't up. know the Tim Sims, it's the U of T Scarborough <laughs> campus of Second City. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, it no longer exists. <laughs> but it is adjacent to... U of T, Arendelle slash Scarborough. Absolutely. Very adjacent. Yes. Okay. So. And so then I got in with them and they just did comedy with me or they asked me to do comedy with them mostly. They were already doing shows. So it was like you just kind of waltzed in. That's it. And they were so sweet and nice. System. Let's take little baby Siddiqui and ask him to do something. And then from then it was like, okay, I'm going to sign up for a class at Second City. That was my thing. So I was like 23 or four or something. I can't remember. Oh, my God. Okay. That's the perfect age to start. Yeah. But then. Because you're done school, so you can really focus. And, and, like, and now, go fast see forward shows. to today, I'm thinking like, so to back what you were saying, you know, having all this work and stuff behind us, you got to think to yourself, too, like, I'm old now. Like, shit, <gasps> I wish I could have done all this when I was younger. My knees hurt. Oh, dude, my knees. It's as simple as that. My, my knees. knees make noise. My knees can't do comedy. <laughs> <laughs> they just can't. I can do comedy from the knees up. I, oh, I okay? can do comedy from the waist up. Please don't make me do my knees. Yeah, waist up. Please don't involve my butt in this joke. No, not at all. <laughs> Barely my hips. Um. Okay, wait a second, which is so funny because in your Second City review with Anessa, you did do that yoga sketch where you did That's have true. to do yoga on stage and fake fart. Yeah. I mean, remember? That, that was so you literally only did you only did hips and butt. <laughs> Actually, that I was the one thing you that's did. True. Yeah. yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, okay, so wait, how did you feel about those second city classes? Were you like, oh, I found it. This is what I'm like. I, this is the way. What was it? Totally, it was it. Was, okay. This is Mandalorian. The way. I found it. This is yeah, the Mandalorian. I was the Mandalorian. I was like, this is the way. These are my people. I know how to do this. I get better and better. Uh, and I it worked. You did. You got to main stage. I got you, to main stage. You st- did I mean, it, do it. Yeah, like it helped out that I was one of the only brown guys in there, and they always need that, right? They got to stop. No. But let, let's be real. <laughs> Come on. First of all, first of all, I already told you this. With your lighting right now, you look white, <laughs> and I was disappointed. <laughs> I thought this is not the man I asked to do my podcast. No, no, no. <laughs> who is this? Wh- who is this white man oppressing me? <laughs> yeah, who is this man telling me what to do? We were supposed to have a brown connection, and we Damn. don't. <laughs> um, no, I and I agree with you. Yes, of course. Especially in Canada, yeah, we're always man. trying to show you visible know. diversity. Yeah. That's no joke. But Chris. You very much so leading up to that moment. I have seen you for years before you got on main stage. Well, you very much so, much so know how to stick out in a show. So. Yes. Well, thank you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That you you don't. I'm just not going to let you take that away from you. Maybe that's why you <laughs> well, were. Maybe you. that's how you got cast in that moment or in that specific cast. Maybe. But I mean, like, and, and you like, know, hey, like you we know, it. right? Like, talk about self-esteem. That shit that really plays into where you. Is this my role? I think I came out of Second City with a lot more piss and vinegar than I went into it. Mm -hmm. Mm Because it was a lot about that self-esteem that I didn't even really realize while I was there. But I was like, oh, yeah, this is really – this was stereotyped. Or I had to do this or fill this thing. And and again, you're kind of caught up in the machine. And it's only after that I was like, yeah, damn it. But now I've learned to, again – Wash away that piss and vinegar. I think it's common. And we all have our thing. Like, 
it, me playing a character that's like a dumb prostitute or something, mm-hmm. or it's like every, like there's pigeonhole. I mean, I can imagine with you, it's more apparent that you'd be because you're doing very broad comedy, right? Right. So it's very like has to appeal to like the tourists right. that would come see the shows. Yeah. So you definitely played for a different crowd, I'd say, than I did because I didn't do a broad show like that. I I kind of stayed in the alt thing and then became a kids TV star, which is very larger than life. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's like its own thing. <laughs> but it's like, you know, that can be really frustrating where you're like, if I knew then what I know now, I would have been able to stand up for myself Yeah. I, or I would have been able to go, wait a second. Yeah. Why don't, why, okay, great. If it doesn't matter, make him do the character then. Yeah. Let the white guy do it. Let's see how the sketch turns out. Yeah. Totally. If, like, if it doesn't matter, if we're so interchangeable. Of course, of course. And uh, of yeah. course that retrospects gives you that that idea of how you could navigate, you know, oh shit, I could have done that. But, yeah. you know, that being said, there's a lot of shit like, I mean, you know, you moving to the States and doing all the fucking wicked stuff that you're doing. I'm sure oh, you go nice. through a ton of stuff of like, oh Christ, I got to figure out how I want to navigate this situation and who I have to talk to and people are asking me to do something that la 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 but you know you yeah. I think you build that that uh really that confidence that sort of interpersonal work that you can go no no I know who I am and I know what my yeah. own threshold is and it's taken me a long time and I've had to learn it a hard way like Basically, okay, so my coming into comedy story, I was very well protected. I did this thing in high school, maybe you'd heard of it or did it yourself, Canadian Improv Games. Canadian Improv Games. I never did it. I think it it was was just after my time, yeah. Okay, so there was, um, for those non-Canadians listening, which is, I think, everybody, but (laughs) basically, it's like the high school teams have like kind of drama teams that do improv, and then you like compete against each other in these different categories and events, and it's really fun and very friendly and like, you know, not bully culture. It's it's very a fun thing to do in high school for extracurricular. Um, So through there, I met Becky Johnson, Julia Dumais, Kurt Smeaton, like that whole crew because they were running it. So I started when I was at University of Toronto, I would take the train from Mississauga an hour every Monday and go see Catch 23 because I was obsessed with them. And then they started letting me do the shows. So that was how I started. But then my brother simultaneously that I was living with after I dropped out of school got me my first job at Tony and Tina's wedding. Oh, which was like a dinner, immersive dinner theater of this like fake wedding that you guys are all the guests at. And then we're all like the built in characters. I was one of the servers. Oh, dude. And that and you know this, that show was more popular than the Second City main stage at the time. Oh, big time. Crazy fun. Everyone loved it. It was so much fun. Everybody's being insane the whole time. It's so funny. So. When, and like you just have personal bits going with like each table like I would be acting and performing for one person at a time <laughs> like it was so I never had a speech I had no big moment I just kind of walked around and one person at a time kind of really connected at the wedding <laughs> um, it was really fun it was it was really good yeah so I felt very protected Right. And then I moved to Chicago where I had some mentors that really helped guide me. Right. Came back to Toronto. And then when I moved to LA, I felt like I had no mentors. Right. Um, and I was really flailing for a long time. That's where I think I learned all the hard lessons. Like right. I had shot this pilot and all the producers were men. Yeah. Um, and it's like, you know, that's fine, but it's a pilot that really pertained to me. I mean, they all do every pilot. I do is like <laughs> I mean, the Atlanta serious. Johnson show. So yeah, let me just clarify guys. This is why the shows aren't gro- going. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. they all, re- I can get that pilot, but everyone's going, we saw her the once we're fine. <laughs> it's okay. You keep making the same show. You just, we're so sick of the same show with different titles. We really are. Um, but anyways, one of these shows with a different title, um, it was hard because it was so much about me. And I was like, well, you know, I have a lot of girlfriends and, yeah. and, and pals that, and women that I work with and this and that. And I was like, oh, I'm the only voice of that. Yeah. So I learned a hard lesson where I was like, you need a more diverse production team and writer's room and this right. and that. Yeah. Um, in terms of, of course, always ethnicity, because that was another thing. It's like being Arabic in some of that coming up in a project. You're yeah. like, somebody else has to be able to speak to this. It can't just be me. Yeah, dude. And, you know, Allison and I talked about that a lot, too. And it, it was like, it's that weird visual thing, right? Because people are never going to know that you and no. Allison and your brother 
have that heritage. Yeah. So, and it's such a unique voice that you guys have that when you bring that up, people will be like, oh, well, this, let's explore this because it's so interesting. But but that's the thing. It'd be the same for you. Like, and this is the same for anyone. It's like, if you're doing something that's about you, it's like that room needs to be, or at least some of the people need to know you because otherwise we're just like making stories up and making assumptions. And you're like, you either have had to, if you don't know me, you have experiences similar to me. Yeah. Or and if you do know me, great. <laughs> okay, so let me you ask you know. this: for okay, uh, for let's hear it. A globe trotting lady who's going around, who's hitting it big in Chicago and L.A., Toronto, ah. popping around, pop, pop, pop. Oh yeah, guys, watch what, out! <laughs> what is your? Because you've done so many different things. Mm-hmm. What and you're such a good judge of character. What what is your what is your delineation of talent from L.A., New York, Chicago, Toronto? I love talking about this. This is such a great because you have again. You have you've been doing this bouncing back and forth for years. Yeah, and I set up roots everywhere I went. Even if I wasn't like I had deep roots in Chicago, even though I was only there like two and a half years, I really set up shop. Yeah, because I got there so young, so it was like a lot of starting out for me, and it was really fun and everything. And and a lot of younger friends as well. Like super hot. Okay, so this is this is what it is. Toronto, I think by far has the funniest people. Okay, I think the the but but the most the funniest most undiscovered talent you're ever gonna meet because always here because it's like everybody's so you guys myself included all of us are so funny. And you're like, but we're doing these alt shows that are so inside, like yeah. everyone there is in on it. <laughs> and it's like, if this was a TV show, it's like people would go, this would be, it'd be like Broad City because Broad City was just like them yes. in their little insular world and everyone went crazy for it because they were like, what is this reality? <laughs> if Toronto Comics got a fair shot yeah. at making shows and getting them on air and keeping them on air, yeah. people would go fucking nuts. If, if everyone was just allowed to do what they wanted to do, people would go crazy for it. They really would. Yeah. I honestly think it's like, like an, I'm talking strangers with candy, like, yeah, like man. style. Yeah. Like look at kids in the hall, dude. Mania. Yeah. Hilarious. And there are so many now comedians that our work consists of having secondary or, you know, side characters on other people's mm-hmm. shows. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So that's the Toronto. Chicago, best improv you're ever going to see. Yeah. Well, I, previous to the pandemic and everything, because now theaters have closed and right, I don't know the scene as well anymore. I just got back from there, which was a blast. But yeah. that was, we just did our, yeah, with the Johnson and Welch, with Mo Welch, my oh, friend. Oh, right, of who, course, yeah. Who you, who's from Chicago. Right, so right. So we went there, sold out all the shows. It was oh, really fun. Awesome. And so that was a blast. And to see some people that I knew when I lived there. So that was really fun. Oh, that's um, so great. Yeah, to kind of circle yeah. back and everything. But... So that's, I'm going to say the best improv, not as big of a sketch scene. Right. A lot of improv. Still sketch, of course, but a lot of improv. Yeah, yeah. And then I can't speak to New York, never lived there, only done a few shows there, so I can't speak to New York. From what I hear, a lot of stand-up, a lot of rooms. A lot of stand-up, That's what I hear. Me too. And I hear your your sets are like two minutes, and you got to book this two-minute set three months in advance. That's exactly what I've heard. That's that nuts. it's that um, difficult, but you got to have real hustle, yeah. young man's game. Yeah. Um, but then LA, LA is very interesting. Yeah. LA is by far the most strategic place I've ever lived. Oh, um, okay. You got to really, you you got to like you can go with the flow and see what comes and this and that, but it's like you got to be smart. Yeah. You, you got to know your way around. You got to like. You got to hustle because there's there's real money here yeah. and you can get it, right. <laughs> but you got to be fucking smart, yeah. but they'll give you the money. They will. Right. Right. I've, I've had it happen. Fantastic. Yeah. Why not? There's opportunities. That's like one thing can change your whole life. Right. And it, but that's what I mean. It's like if some of the talent I know from Toronto came down here and if given the chance, blow it out of the water, everyone's going, who the fuck are you? Where did you come from? Right. And you're like, buddy, I've already been doing this a decade. Yeah. We all have. (laughs) (laughs) This is just another Tuesday at 10 p.m. for me. You know what I mean? You're like, forget about it. And a lot of people feel that from that came from like um, smaller communities, comedy communities and stuff. And, you know, you're like, we just play at a different level there. So I think, too, I heard, too. Yeah. Norm MacDonald said this was like, 
I think why people in Canada are so good because no one gives us jobs. So we just kind of keep doing the same what we're doing. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my God, there's no yeah. we don't have a, a swath of comedians that suddenly become TV writers and, and executive producers and da 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 da. They kind of just go, no. oh, I don't have it. OK, well, I guess I'll keep being a stand up comic and they just keep getting so you better guys are getting reps. That. You guys are getting the reps. We're yeah. not. Yeah. Right. That's it's it's so hard to do shows here and get on shows here unless you're like, you know, already a name and whatever. But it's like, unless that's what I mean. It's Kumail like, you gotta be smart. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> don't bother coming here, Chris. We don't have room for you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we don't have the room. <laughs> God, I'm always, but always up against Kumail. Yes, this is what it's come down to for most roles. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> for everyone, too. Yeah, this is for me. This is like across <laughs> yeah, the board. Totally. <laughs> Kumail, if you're listening, which you probably are, can Ugh. you give us a, a can you throw us a bone here? Throw can you say bone. no once? Yeah. Come can, on. Can give you us not a say out. yes? Just give us a fucking job. Just out, like please. and subscribe, Kumail. Come on. Uh but yeah, that's that's the difference that I see in all those um cities. And LA, because it has transplant from everywhere, lots of talent here, of course. Yeah. I will say this though. Okay. Everybody hears disturbingly good looking yeah. it's suspicious it stresses me out there's yeah. so many good looking people here but i'm gonna say this the natural no offense to you the women of toronto mm. who rock in my opinion a more natural look yeah i will always think are better looking because i'm like you barely have makeup on yeah. and, and you're stunning look yeah. at you walking down the street in flip-flops oh. having a blast yeah, so like that's so gonna be people. your wife one of them aurora of them. being one of them yeah. like there you go yeah Right, I mean, very like down to earth look. Dippy, you know, that's kind of her vibe anyway, right? To be a bit it's dirty, totally she's her a bit vibe. Filthy, she stinks. You know, <laughs> wait a second. She looks like a, um, hold you on, know, like hold a on. root vegetable <laughs> sometimes. You know, it's like the thing about the, the thing about yeah, um, the thing about Aurora. You know, she looks like Mr. Potato Head. Bottom line, she looks like a root vegetable. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> she looks like Mr. Potato Head, <laughs> and I've kind of always said that about her. But she doesn't have all the dressing as Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> no, of course. <laughs> no hat necessary. No tie necessary. No lips. No arms. <laughs> no lips. She doesn't need them. Yeah, just a round lump. Yeah, just a lump. But that's what I've always said. That's my that's my vain opinion. I've always said that. Yeah, no, I that I totally get that. The, the times I've been in L.A. and seen people walking around, they look like they could be blown over with a strong wind, and then I oh, feel yeah. fat. Like I'm not. I'm Chris, not Chabamba at I, all. But I you're not. Around and I'm you're like, not at all. Murder, holy moly! I feel like the biggest person of my height right now in LA <laughs> because it's like it's like you gain five pounds everyone just accuses you of being pregnant and because everybody here is so tiny and perfect and and or or for some reason if you're on the curvier side you have perfect proportions so yeah, I'm like right? uh, then you have cool boobs because you're like oh but I have a bit of a belly and I'm like but your boobs are amazing it all balances out you look fucking amazing totally so yeah it's like both sides everybody's rocking it oh my god <laughs> I love that. And I'm like in the middle being like, well, if anyone needs me, I'll be in this waffle cone shirt. <laughs> yeah, but don't you ever think like we're comedians. You ever go through that that twist in your life where like, wait a minute, I'm a comedian. I can look like a schlubby hobo. And but Chris, it used to be that way. But you have to admit, look at the television shows. The female comedians are far better looking than what was the you know standard what? You're years absolutely ago. Right. And I see – I see, quote unquote, kids going out and doing stand up now. Atlanta, let me tell you, it's like they're walking up on stage with their headphones around their neck and jogging <gasps> pants. And I'm like, show no. a little class, baby. I was, all, you know what I learned in Chicago? This I learned in Chicago. Always dress one step up from the audience. Mm. No, no suit, no dress pant. That's no. not what I'm saying. But what? it's like, you know, if they're wearing a sweatshirt, you should wear a button down. Maybe right. flannel, a nice flannel button down. Yeah. It doesn't, you know what I mean? If they're wearing a Converse shoes, maybe you have a bit more of a Doc Martin or Clark's vibe or sure, something like sure. that. Or like a just nice slightly. clean, like, yeah, yeah. What are those Blundstones? A nice clean kind of, shoe. Yeah. yeah. Or if you want a nice, if you want to wear a runner or something nice and totally. clean. Or like a blank sweater, good. you know, a nice, just a nice sweater. No logos. No logos. No logos. No logos. Can't do it. No. No it's good. It's too much. That's, then that's all they care about. Yeah. Meanwhile, Dave yeah. Chappelle has Dave Chappelle written across his chest when he performs. <laughs> I mean, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta do it. There's no question about it. Um, 
<laughs> I wore yesterday. Um, you're going to fucking love this. Oh God. Okay. Yesterday, Anessa came over with Sarah Hennessy to cleanse the house. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay. that, yeah. Cause we moved. So she was cleansing Sounds the new normal. place. Yeah. yeah. Anessa, and yeah. we did a whole like seance and everything like that. It was like our own little coven. Okay, great. And I wore, she gave us cloaks and I wore a t-shirt of my own merch because <laughs> I was like in the merch says, and for everybody listening, please go to T public, T E E public. <laughs> dot com slash self esteem party and you'll find the merch it's my face there's merch that says self esteem party podcast and then this is new that says believe in yourself believe in your body oh so beautiful. I wore it for the seance because I've been feeling really insecure yeah. about my body and I was like you know and she did a tarot card reading and it was that I have to let go of the past and I was like you know what this is a hiccup I need to get out of my system yeah. like we gotta we gotta purify Good. of this we gotta yeah. cleanse this so that's why i wore my own merch i am the dave Chappelle. oh my god <laughs> oh my now god. i'm canceled look oh, at me geez. cancel Listen, people are gonna be finally up in arms. alana's canceled We're i'm gonna get canceled because I, I accused you of being white earlier <laughs> i am gonna get canceled <laughs> no no i do that too when i can get away with it if there's something i need to get out of i'd be like but i'm half white they'll be like all right <laughs> we get it you don't look it but we believe you all right no brown guy has a name chris it's just like chris, chris, chris? That's no that's amazing no no i use it no no <laughs> no, no no it's okay there was one time can i tell you about this one time where uh oh yeah i was like how much can i use my brownness and i was on the streetcar. And I realized, so I didn't have enough change. So I put the change in the thing and the driver was like, hey, you have to pay more money. It's not enough. And I, I went, I don't have men at, and I started doing this like stuttered, like Middle Eastern kind of money. I said, no, you got to put in, I sorry, I don't. And he was like, ah, just sit down. And he gave up. Oh and my like, God. Yes. Of course he gave up. You're here trying to tell him your life story in a fake language. <laughs> You think this guy has time? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's going, we got to get the streetcar going. <laughs> the, the people at Union are waiting. <laughs> this guy, oh, this, whoever this immigrant is, sit down. Get him out of here. Have a seat. <laughs> okay? <laughs> I got to get to Sherborne in 17 minutes. Oh, my God. I fucking miss the streetcar. I will talk about it. Anytime somebody talks about public transit, I'm like, the streetcar in Toronto is my favorite way to travel because you get the view. Yeah. It's fun to be in the middle of the street. It feels a little scandalous. Yeah. It's it's nice if you get a little stone and you're sitting on a long subway car. And <gasps> you miss your music. stop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you listen to music. Do you ever take you public give transit it, you, in LA? You know what? Um, I took the bus not, once and I felt Well, not okay. often, but... When we lived closer to one of the um, subway lines, we did a few times take the subway downtown to the formerly known as the Staples Center. And we went to like some basketball games and, a, and a, we went to a Raptors game. We went to a Leafs game. Awesome. So we took, the, we took it then. It lets you ride out. Genius. But that said, I find it here to be confusing and inconsistent. Whereas like in Toronto, of course, there's always hiccups. But for the most part, clockwork. Clockwork. And I think they've learned that at, through the years. Like it's a public transit system that has to be pretty on time. It's really efficient, especially in the morning. People getting to work, it's like they don't fuck around. You could jump on they those tracks. They're going to plow right through you. They don't yeah, give a man. shit. No. There's too many people you, here to give a shit. Do you believe, because I've heard this before. I don't know if it's true. This is a little dark. What's My that? apologies, well, everybody. But is it true that like, you know when you're in the tunnel in the subway and it will like stop and kind of be out for a couple minutes yeah i heard that that's because most commonly someone has jumped onto the tracks i heard that too and got held up at a station right. so it's like that train held up so then this the train behind gets stuck where they are because i, mean, I, I, I feel like they'll say electrical right. on the on the um intercom yeah but really i've heard it's because it's jumpers I think, too, like, isn't there also they can't be in it? Because remember, like, when we were kids and that huge crash happened in the subway tunnels? It was, like, in the 90s what? or something. Yeah, remember that? Like, the mid to late 90s or something? Dude. No, and I was thriving at that time. You think word would have gotten back to me. That was well, a really good time in my life. I mean, it was a very low-key event. You know what I mean? 
just two subway <laughs> subway cars smashing into each other. It was a very low key. Very low no key. problem. It was real subtle. Holy shit! So wait. So I oh. think they do that. They stagger them a bunch too because they're like, this dude can't be. So if you're close. going too fast, yeah. they slow you down. Yeah. I gotta find out more but, about that. I remember that the other day. That was like the one and only accident in the TTC in like my lifetime. That was like, damn. Wow. What's that says a lot about the TTC? Way to way to run a tight ship. Right. Wait, this accident is like blowing my mind. So wait, it was just that one car had been stopped at the station and then another one was coming up too fast and couldn't stop or in something time like that or didn't read the lights properly or something in the front of that train hit the back of the the other one <gasps> yeah i gotta look it up oh. again it was, it was such an interesting oh now event. i gotta look it up yeah dude. i mean that's huge yeah i also didn't really pay attention to the news until about a year ago. Yeah, I mean, you know, don't blame <laughs> Let's just for that. say U of T Arendelle campus is not a news-heavy campus. <laughs> but we were and doing Scarborough a lot of mirror even exercises. Less. And <laughs> yeah, Scarborough even less <laughs> for the heavy news. Oh, dude, Scarborough even less. Big time. Um, Chris, can I ask, how did you pass the time in your pandemic? What the fuck did you get up to? Oh, dude. Because you're just... cruising at an eight or nine. You're so so you're saying it went it yeah. went pretty well I, I mean, again, for like, how well it could go, I should say. Right. Well, that. look, I'll tell you this. Maybe this is a bit too personal, but uh, Aurora and I have really crested a hill and have just started doing it so much again. And Here we go. Loving each other's bodies and getting older and just going, you know what? Let's throw caution to the wind. We don't care. Let's tell you, you know, big big things are kinks now, Elena. Have you have you? Okay. You any kinks oh, and stuff? I'm I'm listening. Okay. I'm, I've uh, let's just say I've had a convo or two. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and it's good to get that out, right? Because you want to. It you is. Say, hey, I'm older now. I think these things are explorable and talk. I yeah, because you're going. I don't want to be shy anymore. No. I am who I am. My yeah. body's my body. I've always wanted to do blank. Yeah. I got to try it. Let's do it. I got to try it. And you know what? I'm 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 confident in myself. If I don't like it, I'm going to go, you know what? Not liking that. If I do like it, I'm yes. like, hey, here's a new thing. Here's the thing. When it comes to sex, I am, I'm all about being that open book because nice. life's too short to not come every time. Life's yeah. too short. Yeah. You, you got to... Unless your head is not in the game and it's like your own personal thing and you're like, oh, you know what? I'm not feeling this. I'm actually having a really bad day. Yes. Okay, fine. I understand that. Maybe you want to stop down, take a break. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. But otherwise, I'm like, whatever it takes. If you're like, this is how I come. It's like, <laughs> okay, then that's what we're doing. Yeah, 100%. That's it. It's look, no problem. I think a lot of us probably feel like we're pretty vanilla. You know what I mean? Like there's not crazy, unless we're like, Pissing or shitting on each other. I think that's the stuff. You're oh really yeah, I'm to. taking a couple of poos. <laughs> <laughs> I could never. I'm loading because up tonight, Normie. Here's the thing: I could never. I eat too much fiber, too many fruits and vegetables. Yeah, it'd exactly. be a huge it'd be too mess, messy, right? But this, this is what I'm saying. Messy. When it's like you know, when you're kind, of, when you're vanilla, and you, but you've already tried some stuff. You know, this was also my life when I was smoking a bunch of weed at U of T Scarborough. I'd have one of having a bunch of sex with this yeah. young lady. Doing all that, and she was, you know, she was, she was a real, she was a great lover to have when I was young, because right. she really allowed me to be expressive and do things and nothing crazy, especially you know, at no that age, or, poos or anything, but but especially at that age where yes. you're like, what happens now is going to shape my confidence as a lover because yeah. if you lose your virginity in high school or whatever, like I did, it's like. I don't know. Is anyone good at sex? It's fucking high school, but it's like, to do? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, but university and on like your twenties, especially your early twenties, if you're sexually active, it's like, this is the time to figure it out. Like I got all the fake stuff out of my system of pretending to like something if I didn't, or like, um, you know, like faking interest in things or like, uh, whatever. And then you're like, or, or, holding back on things you actually want to do right. being like, Oh, I'm embarrassed or I don't, Oh, am I going to look bad if I'm making totally. this face? Totally. Like little things, right. That yeah. it's like really puts you in your head. So if you can free yourself during that time, you're already going to come in. Like I'm sure when you met Aurora, well, you met before you guys started being together, but once you guys got together, 
you're just like, hey, man, here's what I'm bringing to the table. Here's what I'm bringing to the table. <laughs> this is, we're this so is, this long is all it. the stuff I can do. That's you know right. what I mean? <laughs> we, we opened a business together like 13 years ago, and we're still in business. And it's like you're going, okay, look, man, come on. We're keeping this yeah. shop open, so let's let's come on, let's mess around. Body, we need some new merchandise. We need new merchandise, <laughs> yo, we're changing the shelving. We gotta change the shelving here. <laughs> but I'm it's totally great. with you, Chris. I mean, that whole thing is great, and I think she feels nice. You know, she came off like a big, a bunch of year project doing that big fat show that she had here. She oh was working God. with a Huge lot of different show. people, a lot of different energies. So to be back home. To be in her own body again. I mean, you know, when you're working on a project, your body sometimes isn't yours. It's the sound department, oh my God, it's the you're makeup, not, it's this, it's costumes, it's this, you, and this. And you're not sleeping. You have all this work to do. Yeah. And you're just like, I don't. And even if you did have a second to carve out for sex, your head's not in the game. Like I was saying, exactly. your head's not in the game. Exactly. Exactly. And and especially, I will say, I can't speak for men, but for me and the experiences I've heard of my friends, stress will really affect uh, if you can orgasm or not, because it's a lot more mental than you think it is. A lot is. more mental. Well, and this is be connected. You know, she was able to kind yeah. of talk this out. We were able to like deal with this and be like, oh, this is great, because I think you're right. Like Her focus really was taken away for a long time, so she didn't have yeah, a lot and of ha- time. She to- has to. What are you going to do? Yeah. Hundred percent. So that that's that mental stress for her was a, a really great thing in the teen, in the pandemic, yeah. just to like chill out and be like, you know what, this is all right. You know what it is too. My therapist that I don't like anymore, like that <laughs> I used to have that I stopped liking, so I stopped going to him because okay. he was always publicly making tea on the phone calls, but oh. uh, the video calls. Um. Anyways, he did say one thing I really liked, which is that relationships have seasons. Some seasons are better than others. Just like the four seasons a year, it's like you can, you know, winter's cold. I hate winter. So, for example, if the your partner's really busy and you're not intimate and if everyone's in a bad mood and blah, 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 you're like, oh, my God. But then it's like, okay, but winter can also have a nice sunny day and then you appreciate it that much more. Right. Or no problem change, springs right? around the corner. Yeah. yeah, you're like, no problem. So for the for her working... Maybe this is a cold winter, right? But then you're like, spring is sprung, and we got a fresh start, and yeah. it sounds like it's going great. Yeah, yeah. One of the th- you know, one of the yeah. things that I think a lot of people are using now, and I, I like it because it's cute, but it also says a lot is love languages, and who, what love language, what speaks. This is to big this on the podcast. This has come up is it? numerous yeah. times. Yeah. Okay, what do you got? I think my love language is um, is. Um, acts of like acts of kindness or whatever i'll do something i always like when physical acts of kindness or like or like or like like, uh you know i went and did this i did this for this i i cleaned the entire house and i just go oh my god this person loves me to do this for me i love that you know a lot of physical stuff too yeah lovey-dovey and and I'm totally fine with that. I don't know what Sometimes. mine is because, yeah, I, I'm not too touch. I'm not like crazy touchy or like whatever. Like I've dated guys that always wanted to be hugging and you're like, is this necessary? <laughs> you know, all these hugs. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Get a pillow. <laughs> they're lonely boys. Okay. I think they're lonely boys. They're, like... they're lovely, but you know, uh, can I get a break? I mean, yeah, uh, anyways. Believe. I got stuff to do. Yeah, come on, Kumil. Can't you take some of these hugs off my plate? <laughs> yeah, seriously, your arms it are works too big two ways. now for hugs. It works two, yeah, it works two ways. <laughs> um, but, you know, I will say a lot of men definitely, um, at least the, uh, that I had dated, also had the real physical acts where it's like, I can drive you to this place or... Right. I can make you this meal. Like, what is a way I can de-stress your life of something I can do that, like, maybe it's a mindless task, but it's something I don't have time for. Yeah. So if you do it, it's like, yes. If I had a hard day of work and then I came home and I had to clean the whole fucking house, I'd be dreading it all day. Exactly. Being like, oh my God, and I have to go home and clean? (laughs) So it's like, if I came home and the place was clean. Cleaning? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Just flat out cleaning. I would say I'm definitely 
I, I don't know what the one is. I mean, I'm looking right now. It's not in here. I used to have the love language book in oh, my right. room. Oh, right. Of course. But I don't see it in here. Yeah. Um, a friend, uh, I believe Anessa actually might have given it to me. Oh. I don't know. Wow. To be sure. But um, she did turn me on to it, though. I definitely know I heard about it from her. Yeah. But it's whatever one, maybe it is language. I don't know. But it's whatever one is like being able to communicate verbally how I feel about someone or encourage them or express gratitude. Right. So I would say that's my strength. Like for example, I'm it's... the friend people call. Right. Like I, if, if you're having a hard time, you call me, right. you call me. I think that's so, it. It's expressions yeah. of gratitude. I think that's it. Yeah. Oh, Oh, that okay. I well, think, I guess the book I think, sunk in, that sounds... or, or something like that. Yeah. I know one of them's verbal, like, right? Like yeah, totally. Yeah, and that, and then physical would be the opposite of that one, oh, where that's it's great. like you do something. Yeah, I would say that's it. And you know what? You know what it is really that did that for me. I think it was moving because my family's really close, as you know. Yeah, and I love them so much. And every time I would move, I'd leave all the boyfriends behind. And, right. and a lot of the times I moved, I either made new friends or friends happened to move there too. So it really like how Holly and Anessa came here. You know what I mean? Like yeah, a bunch yeah. of people came here and stuff yeah. that I've been having a blast with. Um, so it's definitely like the communication because um, it's the most accessible thing and it's what I had to do with my family to Man, still let them know I love that's them. That's amazing because for some people, that's the fucking hardest thing to do. Sure. Right? Sure. Especially if you've had slights in the past where... Yeah. Like, you, you, like for example, if you were with someone and you did the physical acts all the time, right, and they cheated on you, I'm sure for your next girlfriend, you'd still be able to do the physical acts of kindness. But if, if you were the emotional communicator and they cheated on you, you would lose that sense of trust and probably not be able to communicate with the next person. Absolutely. A physical act to me is easier to repeat because right. it's like muscle memory, right. li literally muscle memory. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> you totally. Know what I, do you know what I mean? 100%. That totally makes sense. And that's yeah. something, I, I mean, because it's funny, you know, when I was a kid, I came from a very huggly, snuggly family. Yeah, me too. But we didn't talk a lot. We there was okay, a lot of see? silent treatments. There was a lot of I'm not going to talk to my sister, or I'm not going to talk to my dad, and I'm not going to talk to my mom for X amount of days, weeks, whatever. And then yeah. we kind of step out of it and things. So we never talked, never talked. And I remember having go. a big argument with my mom when I was in my early 20s, and we had an argument, a flare up, and I walked away, and I was like, No, you know what? I'm going to go down there and I'm going to apologize and I'm going to say, I don't want to argue. What I'd love to do is talk this out. And I went down and I was like, mom, I don't want to, I'm apologizing. I want to talk to you like this. And she went, I don't want your apology. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, okay. So uh, it's I not going to work. No, exactly. Right. Yeah. I know who my mom yeah. is. I know. Oh, okay. This strategy is not going to work. But the more yeah. I was like, you know what? I, li I like this strategy i've adopted is talking things out and this is really good and uh and it was also when someone really nailed the concept of like projecting to me and yeah i feel this way because i projected onto that person that the way i think they're they're acting to their intentions and me go all oh, right so talking to me has become huge love language love yeah it. you know what is so great because we can it goes one of two ways where based on how your parents are, you either become just like them or fight to against it your whole life. Right. Yeah. So it's so great to hear that you were able to fight against in this case, because it's important that like, there's some things you want to inherit from your parents. Like for example, my mom's really giving and generous. I love yeah. this quality about her. I hope I, um, it's instilled in me as much as it is in her. Right. Yeah, I, yeah. I would love that quality. But if it's like, you know, with your mom not talking and stuff, you're like, I got to learn to do the opposite or my wife's going to hate my fucking guts. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And Especially if she's, if that's shit. her language. Yeah. yeah. And then you suck. And yeah. then she's like, I, I don't want to be with you anymore. <laughs> yeah. I don't care that you took out the fucking garbage. Yeah. Say something. Yeah. <laughs> you know Talk what I mean? Me. Stop crying and holding it in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I was if also you're upset, say too. it. Yeah. I was blessed because I had three sisters. So we, so, could, oh yeah, like my brother with us, with hundred percent, right? We could mm -hmm. all, and especially it was great. Three young ladies that I got to grow up with, 
But also, mm-hmm. you know, when you have siblings, you can go away. You we like overpower our parents. You know, there's a right? there's a lot there's of more. us. There's only two of them. Exactly. So we can go exactly. away and be like, "Fuck mom," and fuck dad and everybody else yeah like, yeah i know right so we did the same thing there was camaraderie there oh, big time camaraderie. you did talk just not to like the direct source but That's it's right. like it's good you still got it off your chest yeah you, it's like you know what i mean your to somebody are like your 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 co-workers and your mom and dad are okay. like the managers, right? And you- I talk to my siblings when I'm getting some water all the time. <laughs> I'm all, hey, oh, you got, you're here today. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah, you float into your sister's room. It's like, hey, so uh, did you hear what mom and dad implemented? Eh? Pretty bullshit. Watch eh? out. Mom's on the run and she's not happy. <laughs> Huge warnings about the big boss coming. <laughs> yeah. Or when you go, well, nobody's in the office today. It's just us. Let's fuck around. You know what I mean? The boss ain't here. Okay, Chris, here's a question. What's that? Now that I want to know, based okay. that just popped into my head based on what we talked about with parents. Okay. What is your son's love language? What as parents have you two instilled in him if you're both so different? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Cause he's older now. You can he's old enough you can tell. It's not like yeah. he's a toddler. Like he, no, he's, he's old enough. Twelve now. Yeah, that's like a personality. Yeah. I think it's you know what I think it's uh I think it's touch I think it's like closeness and snuggling he's a very okay. snuggly kid he's very physical as well he's really wiry so okay. he's always like moving around and he's always grabbing us and like you know doing whatever's I think it's touch but uh, yeah you know I would love to see what this evolves into because he's never had his I heart would love broken to see yet. He, that's what I'm saying you know I'd love to see him date. like okay here's a question then when you were with that woman in college mm. or in university what was your love language then was it because if, if you guys are sitting here going to town on each other yeah sounds like there's some physical love language and like <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean that's some touch in What's there not being said no you're right totally. yeah that's what I'm saying uh, but what was it that's a good question. You know, maybe it was like, because we, we talked a lot, actually. She was really good like that. She got that out of me. And we yelled at each other a lot. But it was good because we had like a good a good relationship that way. We could bark at each other, but also come back from it and be like, okay. Right. But uh, I think, you know what? I think then it was, and she really gave this to me because she was so giving and she always wanted to, I want to take you out for dinner. I want to do that. So I think maybe it was that. It was like the, the acts of kindness. I'm going to mm-hmm. take you out. I'm going to get you this. And I was, I was like, oh, I love that. You were thinking you of me you got gifts me gifts from people. CD. It was, so, yeah. it was so great. You got to be able to accept love from others. It's really hard. Yeah. Um, but I would say mine used to be yeah. touch. Because I would use sex as mm. a way to keep emotional disconnect from people. Right. But make it seem like we had a sense of closeness. Of course, yeah. Because we were touching all the time. So it's like they felt this intimacy to think, oh, I love her. Yeah. And for me, I was like, oh, good. I can keep my distance and, and they have no fucking idea. Yeah, right. Because that and so like what was that like really co- sort of very consciously separating your emotions in your body, right? Yeah. You know what? mechanical it's like sex just became nothing to me for so long it's pleasurable like but but very very disconnected like no emotion involved whatsoever it was really easy to sleep with people and not get crushes or hung up or like you know what i mean or like i would just break up with people all the time because i was like i don't i never even liked you who gives a shit (laughs) you know what i mean so to me it was no big deal but for them i was ripping the rug out from under them oh my god dude you know what i mean opposite if i had like a one night stand with somebody that person became my girlfriend for four years because i felt like oh no i can't i would break their heart and i I was but you would you would break their heart though yeah it's always the guys breaking the heart yeah so I was in a we relationship for like three years that should have only lasted a weekend. Because wow. I was like, oh no, I should, she's so lonely. I got a but she won't. What, if I'm not here, what? Like, what happened when it ended? How, oh, how did it go when down? When it ended, it was like, hey, you get the fuck out of here. Nice. It was just like, <laughs> Guys, if you could see it, he's working <laughs> some big arms. Uh, <laughs> we oh, got some big uh, arms here. Uh, uh, oh, you? Yeah, and then I saw Aurora. Actually, you know, it was great. I had these what? two, uh, I bought two concert tickets. One, one set of concert okay. tickets for Radiohead, 
the next set of concert tickets for Feist. And I went to the Radiohead concert with my ex-girlfriend. Okay. And, it was like, eh, and then we broke up. And then I was like, you know what? I got this extra ticket to Feist. I'm just going to say, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to ask Aurora if she wants to go. <gasps> That's how it went down? That's how it went down. I built up the nerve. Because, you know, I always thought like Aurora Brown was like, in, in my oh, Ferris Bueller ever- mind, she was like the, the hot chick in high school, right? And, and I was the and nerdy. so funny, so talented, such a a great resume, like just so successful. So I mean, sweet. just everything. Everyone loves her. She loves everyone. Mm-hmm. And I was the nerdy ding dong who was like, "Hey, you go to dance with me?" But it worked. I said, "Hey, uh, you know, you wanna you wanna go to Feist or whatever." Lana couldn't have been better. We went to Trinity Bellwoods. We had a dube by the tennis courts. Then we yeah. went to go have sushi. Then we walked to the ACC, and I saw Best sushi ever in Toronto. It was so good. Best sushi ever. Right on Queen. It was so great. And then when we got to the ACC, I asked a guy, hey, do you know where these doors are? And he went, right here. And he opened this door, and we went down the set of stairs. And I don't know if we were supposed to be there, but it seemed like a private lounge. And then we walk right out onto the floor, and the stage is right there. And we sat beside each other. And then, let me just say... That was the night. That was the night of nights. Fell in love. Fell in love right there. Then in there. <gasps> That's so romantic. Yeah, it worked. Oh my God. Norman and I used to be enemies. That's how <laughs> we started. <laughs> so kind of the same story. <laughs> yeah, right. It's just so nice to like relate to somebody for once. <laughs> Oh, I'm speaking. I'm preaching to the choir, aren't I? I'm I'm hearing this going. What are we talking? Me? Um, wow, Chris. Okay, we've learned a lot. I learned so much about you in this. You started this episode at an eight or ten, eight or ten. Sorry, eight potentially nine. Wait, seven or eight or eight or nine? I think it was eight, eight or nine. Or nine. But you know, I think it was eight or nine. How you feeling now? Do you feel good after sharing stuff, or are you like, "Ooh, I shouldn't have shared that"? You know that feeling. I feel. Not only do I feel good sharing stuff, I feel sharing it good with you. I feel (gasps) great looking at your face. Oh, you guys got to see how shiny it is. Yeah, I'm wearing my glasses that really bring out my eyes. I know they're great. They look great. And uh, (laughs) I'm 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 gonna say. I don't want to go overload it because there's still rest of the day left. But I'm gonna say I'm, I'm I'm sitting fucking pretty at a nine that makes me so happy to hear because um i just recorded another episode and i wasn't really feeling so hot in it like like just a couple little things where you're like yeah i don't know i was feeling kind of sad or oh this has been bugging me you know one of those of course sometimes somebody catches you on the wrong day or wrong time of day um but now, after this chat, like, learning so much about you and, like, talking love languages, I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, Where are you life sitting? might seem bad. What? Where are you sitting? I, I, I'm going to say I'm sitting at, like, probably at an eight in this oh. moment. And I, But what you yeah. need to know was I started this at, like, a four, an excited four to see you. Yeah. But I wasn't feeling that good about myself. So what this podcast did and all the sharing and love languages and this and oh. that is I'm going, Elena, life's actually not so bad. Like, I'm reminiscing on these, like, hearing these great stories and reminiscing on the ways I used to be and now and the way I am now and how much I've changed. Like, my love languages have changed. I've matured. So uh, I'm like... Uh, I'm Sky high. You Pal- you made me feel so good. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Man. I'm so proud of oh, you. Oh, I feel great. Thanks. <laughs> I, I feel great. I'm proud of you. Like I, I'm like, <laughs> look at us go. We're like look really embracing great moments in time. Oh my god, I love it. Yeah. Okay, so like I then I wish for you for the rest of your day, because you still got the rest of your day to deal with. I do, yeah. I'm only in the early afternoon here. And I wish you're surfing on this eight wave for the rest of the day. You know, if somebody gets in your way, be like, hey, you know what? I got an evening that I can spend at my house with my lovely, lovely husband, my beautiful friends. The sun's going to come up tomorrow. Smoke some weed. Smoke a fat doober, you know? A, a fat doobie, for God's sakes. Can I have a second to breathe? <laughs> well, Chris, for your day, I wish you get all the roles Kumail turns down. Oh, my God. Um, I you. hope you get the call <laughs> to be a, a knockoff Marvel star. <laughs> oh, I will. God. If I for could the, be a Canadian for the B Kumail movie. Nunjiani, yeah, if you then... could be the Canadian Kumail. 
Chris, tell us where can we find you online so we can see the projects that you're working on. Okay. Uh, I guess on Twitter. I'm not even online. Here's another thing. Real quick. You're not really online that much cause because I, I'm, I'm mental checking. health. It has been such a boon to my mental health not being online. But I'll tell you this. If you want to reach me, if you really want to reach Sadiq's, hit me on Twitter at, at Sadiq's. Instagram at the Sadiq's. Hell, give me a phone call. 416 no. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> visit my house in Western Toronto. No, you go to no, the, no. Okay, 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 okay. Oh, the address will take. No, no, no. The, the address, address okay. will yeah, take. Fair um, okay. I know you're not online a lot. We will be tagging you in the post. But yes, Thanks, I think you made the right choice, if necessary, to take the step back. Online's always going to be there. Come back anytime you like. It's always going to be there. Gonna be there. If I didn't do the podcast, I wouldn't be online either. Um, it's really to just to be you like I do. It. You got to do the but the people love the podcast. If you guys it. would like to follow the podcast, speaking of, we are at Self Esteem Party on Instagram and Twitter. And if you'd like to follow me, I'm at the only Alana Johnson on Instagram at Alana underscore Johnson on Twitter. And guys, check out the Patreon. We do all kinds of things for the different tiers. I'm doing monthly Zoom calls with people. Oh, We're getting bonus episodes out there oh, of the great. self-esteem after party. And Norm and I do a monthly check-in, That's which everybody right. goes gaga for. So please get on our patreon.com slash self-esteem party. Come check us out. Or it might just be self-esteem. No, I think it's self-esteem party. I think I did the whole thing. Either way, um, just check it out. Like Take time out of your Check it out, day. guys. Yeah. Chris, this has been a smash hit of an episode I don't oh mind God, saying. The most pleasant thing I've done all day, Elena. It's so beautiful Buddy, to see you, pal. I'm looking in the background here of your room. I'm seeing hearts. And guess what? I'm sending you all my love as well. Oh, all my love to you, babes. You're beautiful. I love okay. you. Okay. Peace and grease. Peace and grease. Believe in yourself. Believe in your body. Rock, rock, rock. It's a self-esteem party.